The unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most, their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts, and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, everyone, and welcome to... The win with Heather Havenwood. Today we have Lee. Lee, are you here? Hello. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. England. England. Okay. Well, everyone, I have this thing with England when I one day watch the parliament and I guess they have a main guy. So here in the United States, we have this thing called a gavel and like we bang it on the thing, but they, they go order. Order, order. And I just find it hilarious because they like scream at each other and they like constantly screaming and then they say, order, order. So I find it really funny. So Lee and I have this connection. So if we start yelling out order in the middle of it, uh, don't freak out. But I want to tell you about who Lee is. Lee is a web development expert, podcaster, speaker, consultant, dad, worship leader, and all that good stuff in no particular order. And he runs a business focus on helping web designers build and deliver their designs online. Lee and his team code and deliver websites designed by some of the most talented web agencies in the world. I really couldn't have put it better myself. That's amazing. Thank you. And his (laughs) business and the WP Innovator podcast was birthed out of the niching right down to serving designers using WordPress. Niche it till it hurts. And there you find the treasure. So thanks for being with me today. And this is a great niching. I really believe in this because with my business dating triggers, I niche really, really specifically. Specifically is just at younger women, only to younger women. That's very niche. Now that's an information marketing, but I would love to go down the road in the world of agencies and development. How are you niching? All right. Well, the whole idea, just a quick backstory. I've worked in design agencies for Uh, years. I don't look old enough. I know that, but I've worked in design agencies for years. I've essentially been the digital department. I've been the geek in the corner who does all of the code. I talk strategy with my bosses, etc. I was that guy in the corner of the room with the Metallica t-shirt and the long hair. Actually, neither of those, to be honest. I lost my hair. I, I was love like, Metallica, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. For a while, I still lived with my parents as well. So finally got married and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, and I kind of realized that I could launch a business which would allow me to give the talent, the skills, the expertise of development and digital strategy and all of that good stuff Mm -hmm. to agencies all around the world. Because the idea is there's never enough work for one guy in an agency, you know, just doing that one thing. So I figured, hey, what the hell, I'm going to do what I do and build up a team around me that work in the way that I work. And we will offer a service only to design agencies all around the world where 
we do the code bit of the sites that they build. So they'll design glorious-looking websites in a graphic design application. So someone may have heard of Photoshop, so maybe they'll design something in Photoshop that looks beautiful. And then we literally live and breathe to take that file from the designer Mm -hmm. and just sit in a dark room for hours on end being complete geeks and coding it to make it into a glorious working website that looks gorgeous and that works so well that customers are super happy. Like Darth so. Vader. Ta-ta, we will take your code. Yes. yes. You know, this is interesting that you're talking about this because I have this philosophy around that, that I don't think what I call agencies, true agencies, you know, that are that good. Okay. This is my particular view because I'm a direct response marketer. I'm not into beauty of a site. I'm into how does the site convert to get me something, either a sale or an opt-in. And I'm just wondering in your experience with this, do you find that a lot of these agencies just try to what I call appease the client? Like, look how pretty it is versus making it strategy around direct response. Short answer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I am <laughs> right. Can, can I elaborate though? Yeah. So yes. let me elaborate. First of all, there are actually some amazing agencies out there. The disclaimer just before people come up with pitchforks. However, yes, there is a trap that a lot of agencies fall into. The two traps are number one, being all things to all men. So if you imagine the IT guy in a business, everybody thinks the IT guy can fix everything because he knows about IT. So they'll, or she, sorry, they'll approach them and say, hey, the toaster's broken or the microwave's bust, thinking the IT person knows everything. And it's the same with the design agencies. People think design agencies know everything there is to know about SEO, about online marketing, about everything else. So there is that expectation. So design agencies will fall into the trap of I need to be all things to all men and offer all of these amazing services. And then the other trap that design agencies fall into is that whole idea of trying to please the client, trying to Mm -hmm. make something look pretty, forgetting that actually there is a target audience, that there is a particular action that needs to happen with the person who's actually consuming that design, who's consuming that content. And actually that design needs to appeal to them and get them to do the desired action rather than appealing to the client who's ordered the artwork. Mm -hmm. Because they like the color pink and they've got something that matches in their house and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's a good piece. Is like when I talk to clients, like you always say to them, you are not the client. You know, you might not be the client. And so you need to really get clear on who the client is, who your target market is, who your advocate is, and what's their user experience. But really, what's their experience when they come to your site? What are they feeling? What are they wanting? What are they desiring? And nowadays, we live through pictures on the internet. That's really interesting. I do know there's some good agencies out there, of course. But I do (laughs) have this particular view that they don't really understand direct response copy and copywriting and getting people to do a sell. Because there's some companies here, I can name them off. If you go to their sites, I know behind the site is like a billion dollar business. But if you go to the site, you would never know it's like one page or it's just like it's plain with text. And at the end of the day, you're still trying to get the consumer, you know, or buyer to actually do something like an action. So exactly. I'm just curious how you take that. So you're not a designer anymore. I've done design. When you're in an agency and yeah. someone knows you've got nothing to do, they're going to put you on Photoshop and get you to do stuff. So yes, I can design in theory, but my passion is totally coding. And that's what I would do within an agency environment. All the you do coding. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So what is the future of agencies at this point? With everything that's happening online, you know, what is really the future of agencies? Are people now building their own agency inside their context of their business? Or what do you think is best as someone who's just getting started? Should they go with an agency? What's the future? I think what's going to happen is that robots are going to take over the world. <laughs> they will become our overlords and we will become their humble servants. Ta-da! Ta-da! And I hope to God that doesn't happen. John Connor, wherever you are, 
save us. However, if all Until of that then. doesn't happen... <laughs> exactly, if all that happens. <laughs> no, all right, so the future of agencies. That's a good question. A lot of bigger businesses are kind of consuming the agency and bringing people in right. from all around the world. The internet is an amazing... It has the amazing capacity to level the playing field. So I'm working with one client who is not an agency. And what they've done is they're using us as their digital resource. They then have a designer who is a freelance designer. They then have a different company that they're using for specific strategy, especially for things like online marketing, etc. Mm-hmm. So that big global company has decided to go the option of finding the most highly talented talented people in their field and using you know those different people or those different teams to help their business. I'm seeing that happen a lot more as people are getting savvy to the internet and the internet is that great connector. This empowers large and small businesses to almost create a dream team of people from around the world. So that's great for people like us who are essentially outsourced style companies, you know, where they outsource go-to people or to the freelancers. That's freaking awesome. On the flip side, though, there's mm-hmm. definitely space for design agencies, but design agencies definitely have to up their game in regards to learning a lot more about the strategy that goes behind delivering a website. So you've got a lot of agencies that will create the pretty website, but there is this whole thing about strategy, online marketing, lead generation, all of that good stuff Mm -hmm. that I think agencies, if they go and do stand out and to be able to compete and to be able to deliver for people, sites are no longer about being a brochure. Sites are about, you know, getting that action, whatever that action may be, subscription, a purchase, a lead, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So so there's that. And then another thing I've seen very common is that agencies are becoming um, location independent. So there's quite a lot of agencies now that rather than being bricks and mortar mm-hmm. down the road, big sign on the building, you know that that's the local design agency. The design agency is still 50 people strong. But again, they've done the same thing as my other client. You know, they've actually picked people from all around the world. Everybody works from home. Everybody collaborates with all the amazing cloud resources that are out there right. so that they're location independent. They've not got the costs of physical buildings, etc. And those are the sorts of agencies I find as well can they seem to have that competitive edge and they seem to be able to deal with things like strategy, marketing, all those other areas a lot better than the bricks and mortar businesses because the bricks and mortar businesses are still like freaking out trying to make sure they've paid all of their salaries and paid this month's rent or what else is going on, which leads them to make bad decisions. Yeah, that's interesting you say that, but I find it interesting about agency versus what would you call an agency that runs online, right? Because what I find with a lot of my clients is they have an idea, they launch the idea, they have a product, they launch the product, and then there's this piece of them like, I don't want to manage the online stuff at all. Like, I don't want to manage it. I just want to continue to build product. And I feel like there's this opportunity of what I call, you know, it's almost like we used to have CTOs and CMOs and CEOs. It's like a chief online officer or something like that, where it's almost like in partnership. I wonder if you come across that as that question. It's like, do you guys come across a lot of companies or have you even looked at that model where you basically take a company that's launched and then you either partner with it or help run the company? Funny you should say that because it's exactly what we've been launching. So we are trying to do this. So obviously I've said we niche down just to agencies, but we realized that because we've got the internal resource and know-how on how to run these websites, right? one of the upsells that we've been looking at is what sort of packages can we offer with regards to keeping the website content up to date, adding new features, etc., and creating contracts for this sort of stuff so that we can get ongoing retained sales 
for these websites. But also we've been focusing on business coaches as well. So specifically, Mm -hmm. we've just launched a website for a business coach now and we're doing that exact thing. He doesn't want to be bothered with putting all the content in, keeping the site going. He's got a list of features that he wants to make live over the course of a year. And he's got all the con, he'll be then sending us content sporadically as and when he wants it. He's got meetings booked with us so that we can start to help him plan out some sort of strategy to put some kind of method to the madness, as it were. And we're going to look after him for a year and see how that goes so that we're trying that as a trial run internally for ourselves. Agencies themselves are usually not kitted out to be able to do kind of the day to day running of a website unless they charge a fortune. Right, they do charge a fortune. I think it's a very interesting business model. And I think there's a lot of people that want that. Agencies like, okay, we build this for you. See you later. And there's just so much more after you build it. The maintaining it, continually building it, the day-to-day, the social media. And I think there's a huge niche there. I don't know what you would call that kind of agency. It's almost like a project management type of company. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, you could put it under the guise of marketing agency because right. you're gen- either helping or assisting in the content generation. You're managing things like Facebook. That you're managing, you know, the pixels. You know, right. you know the targeting. I honestly think that's too. where it's going with agencies over a period of time. I think that's going to be the model because totally. you have the product creators, and then they don't really want to create the team. And if you already have the team and you're good at running the team and managing the team and all that good stuff, it's a win-win. I mean, that's kind of how I built my first business in zero to a million dollars. People always ask me that. I'm like, what happened is I teamed up with a product creator. He was a creator. He didn't want to deal with any of the other pieces of He just wanted to create and be the face of the business. And I said, okay, great. Here's what you do. And I kind of was the one behind the scenes that was helping manage, you know, hiring the vendors, creating the website, doing all the email marketing, doing all the affiliate marketing. I was the one who was doing all that back. His job was to be the product creator and to give me content. You know what I mean? And so we partnered up and we went really fast. And I do that now with Dr. Don. But at the same time, it's like the product creators, what I find a true product creator, you know what I mean? Doesn't really want to deal with the managing of all the minutia. It's kind of like, I look at it like an actress, right? An actress has an agent or an actor has a really good agent and an agent dealing with the contracts and dealing with all the other pieces and trying to get them with the next movie. That's what I feel like. That's the model. It's like I'm having an agent, necessarily not an agency, but an agent that's running things and they Could make money. Could that be a secret agent? Please secret please. agent. Yeah. And they're making money when the other person's making it. So yeah. When you talk about niches, if I was the accountant down the street, I'm like, hey, I need you to create a website for me. Would Lee Jackson do it for me? Would I build you a website? Yeah. Honestly, I would say no. Sorry. Okay, great. Why did you go niche is what I'm watching. So why did you go that route? Okay. First of all, without a niche, we say niche in the UK. It seems. Oh, sorry. It's niche. It's not niche. No, I was kidding. (laughs) Or is it tomato or tomato? Tomato. It's order. Order. (laughs) So if I say niche now and again, I'm not referring to a delectable quiche or anything. I mean, it does sound like quiche, by the way. It does sound like quiche, but we'll let you slide. No worries. All right. So there's some main reasons. The first of all, We needed a vision. So we needed to know who our target customer was so that we could sell to our target customer. So without a vision, without knowing who that person is, you know, Tommy or Jenny, age 30 to 40, own a successful business design agency of about five to 10 individuals, could be location independent or have a physical office locally, yada, yada. We know exactly who that person is. We can then market to that person. We can give them the relevant messages. So that was the first reason for niching. The, The second reason would be If we then offer them some very specific service, it means that we don't have to be all things to all men. We can become really good at doing one really valuable thing to that target audience 
So we do that one really valuable thing. That's working with WordPress with design agencies. Mm. So that gave us a very simple message that design agencies could understand that was a massive problem that they have. The third then was credibility. So we've got the credibility then that we have worked with. Crap, look at these design agencies from all over the world, some of the best in the world that we've worked with. Here's our credibility. This is all we do. You know that we specialize, Mr. Design Agency, for your business. We know about your business, etc. We've worked with other agencies of your sort of caliber. We know your language. We know how to work with you. So there's the credibility. And then the last thing that kind of summed up reason for niching down, sorry, was the amount of money that we could therefore charge for that because everything I've just described is hugely valuable to the agency. They want to be able to work with somebody who knows how they talk, who understands them, and who can frankly deliver. And they're willing to pay more for that because I don't know if you've heard that phrase where, you know when you buy something for really cheap? Mm -hmm. You're going to end up spending an absolute fortune on it to get it fixed, aren't you, basically? Yes. Yeah. So the attractiveness, again, is because of this niching right down is they know that although they're going to pay a premium with us, mm. we're, we get them, we're going to deliver. And obviously for us, charging a premium allows us then to work on a fewer projects that we can do really, really well, mm -hmm. deliver them, and also be a profitable company. And then we're not trying to push multiple things out of the door and potentially start to screw stuff up and upset clients and spend hours trying to solve a problem because the client asked us to do some random thing that we've never done before. If that makes so sense. So what is a premium? If I'm going through an agency and they are hiring you, like, what do you think that that price point is? How long is a piece of string is usually? Yeah, right. Okay. It starts at $5 and goes to 100 <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just trying to get a range, right? If someone, what I'm hearing is you really can't get to you unless you go through an agency, right? Which is kind of a niche of a niche, which is kind of cool. You did a really good job in creating an agency. Instead of going direct to market, direct to consumer, you basically let the agencies do that piece, which exactly. is beautiful. And then you piggyback onto the agency. It's a brilliant business model because most agencies, I think in my experience is that they're focused on getting to sell the customer and they're focused on that, what I call customer acquisition and the lead generation of the customer and building that relationship and then having them trust them and da, da, da. And then you just focus on the project once they already created. But seriously, what would be a price point range? Not what they charge the people, but <laughs> what do you charge an agency? Most projects will start from around the 2000 pounds. Mark. So that's a very entry level web build, which is just a very small theme. But then yeah. the end point is yeah. we've worked on projects in the 50 to 60K mark, yeah. just depending on how complex the site is. That is literally how long is a piece of string. Most projects are not 2K. They are, you know, usually significantly more because most of the agencies we're working with are dealing with quite complex sites that need to integrate with third party solutions you know, like third-party payment gateways or your CRM system, or they need to have complex deal with package and posting because it's a complex e-commerce system. So very rarely we'll get the 2K job in, which will be a five-page WordPress website with a blog. So have you ever had a project that's like a couple million? Not yet. Would love that. Well, and, you know, and, here you know, in the I United... I could be swayed if you were coming to me with a couple of million and you weren't an agency. I might be swayed. Might be swayed. Well, here in the United <laughs> States, we our government created a thing called Obamacare and the website was like really bad. And I think it cost the taxpayers like five or $10 million. And it was that the most insane. ridiculously stupid website on the planet. And it never worked. And they were talking about how it never worked and it always went down. And I'm like, what are y'all doing for five 
10 million or whatever. I mean, it was like, if you know the business of marketing and agencies, you're like, you know who you could hire for 10 million? Like, you could hire so. You could actually run an agency for a few years. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, who did you, who got this stupid contract? You know, so anyway, some company just raked them over the coals. 600 million. I just Googled it. Is it 600 million? No, no, not for the actual site. The launch has been. No, why is the site crashed so often during 2013 launch and a mishandled 600 million in contract? Yeah, six, like, like a- who? If I gave you a million dollars, a million, you would have beat them over, I'm sure. It just boggles me. Website does not cost six hundred million dollars. I may have misread this article, by the way, but let's say it cost... Let's call it sit 10. I'm pretty so, sure you're right, though. I'll have to Google yeah. it. I find it fascinating with that. Yeah, I think it's... Well, really- the thing is, though, when people connect with the public sector, you've got people in charge who feel like they need to spend money because this is public money. They have to do a good job. And then you potentially, and I'm not saying this particular agency would be doing that, but then you have agencies who are thinking, okay, we know the budget's a million or 10 million or whatever it is. So we're going to make it cost. Right, exactly. The you know, if that's what they million? want to give us. Then we're going to say it's 10 million and we're going to do what we would normally do for 50 grand and we'll do it for 10 million and do it with a smile on our faces. It is a sales 101. <laughs> What's your budget? Oh, 10 million. Well, we have the thing for you. <laughs> but remember, if you need to do any more, you're going to have to find some more. You're going to find somebody else. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just more budget. Another 10 million if you need the extras. And so 2,000 pounds, I'd have to get my converter out. I don't even know what uh, that is. About, probably around 4,000 USD. 4,000. So what you're saying is you're doing a podcast with me. People think you're amazing listening to you. Then the ultimate, you can't hire him. That is like the ultimate tease, by the way. Oh, yeah. Unless so, you're a design agency, and then by all means, let's talk. Otherwise, I'm sorry, but I would be doing you a disservice <laughs> if I tried to build you a website. It's like going on The Bachelor and then saying, oh, by the way, I'm married. <laughs> just kidding tease okay Please. I'm unavailable just kidding I can put you in touch with a really good design agency though who would then work with me anyway so that's fine do you have you the agencies on your website of who you work with yes okay got it what's that website leejacksondev.com Lee and it's not all the agencies because there's a lot that we'll sign an NDA for because mm. they, we're in heavy confidentiality agreements left right and center because you know we're servicing these guys they don't want the whole world to know who their their suppliers are because they don't want their competitors to know so that's fine but other ones the ones that are on the website are very proud very to tell, proud. tell the world that we exist which so is- how many people do you have on your staff Oh, we're very lean. We have got four people in total, including I me. love that. Wow, you are lean and mean. That's, are they local or are they outsourced? They're already far, far away. So we have two local and we have an office behind my church. That's nice low rent as well because I go to the same church. Oh, so nice. we're definitely keeping it lean. And then we have a one member staff in an office. We have a show over in a place called Velour. Oh, Velour. Nietzsche and I. Nice. Well, I mean, so tell us about outsourcing because, I mean, it sounds like you've got it pretty made. You have it handled. But a lot of people out there are like, I don't understand this whole outsourcing thing. Can you give us any tips and tricks for people that can't hire an agency and they've got to figure this out themselves? What, you mean they need to try and go ahead and build a site themselves? Yeah, build a site, keep someone who's going like what I call a digital marketing manager. They want to hire a digital marketing manager, someone who's managing the day-to-day inside and out, as I would call it. What would be the best way to hire someone like that? Not Fiverr. Not Fiverr. You're probably correct. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Okay, really, the best way to hire anyone is to know what you want. 
So the worst thing we could ever receive as an agency. So, like, you know, we are the other end of the spectrum. We are, we'll be you are being outsourced, too, right. And we so often can't help people and will refuse to help people if that person, that company can't tell us what they want or need. Mm. If they don't know what they want or need or how to communicate that, then they are going to struggle to find anyone. If you spent 600 million, but you couldn't tell the person exactly what you wanted, you're probably still going to be unhappy. So regardless of what channels you go down to find the right person, mm -hmm. if you don't know what it is you want, then perhaps you first of all need to pay somebody to help you work Me. out what it is you want. That's what I do. Yeah, there you go. No, it's true. And I was oh. stopping for a second because that's what I do. Is I have people come to me and they're like, well, I think I want this. I'm like, you can't get what you want until you get really super clear. And I've actually had that. I've exactly. actually gotten them super clear on what is exactly the kind of person or team they want. And I ask them the question, do you want an agency? Do you want someone that's on your payroll? Do you want someone that, you know, you just hand it off and you don't want to manage? I mean, those are three different kinds of outsourcing. You know what I mean? So I love sure. that. And but I also, what do you want to achieve? You know, if what you, you want to achieve, a website. Right? What do you want to achieve from a website? Because it's pointless reaching out to freelancers who specialize in general. And you actually really want to go down the world of WordPress and create some real custom bespoke application yeah. alongside it. Because if you don't know what you want, you're going to be shooting in the dark. Because, you know, I say don't go to Fiverr. But hey, you know, actually, you can probably find some absolute geniuses on Fiverr and Upwork and all the other leading you know, online freelance resources. And they're great to go to as long as you know what you're doing. So, you know, I did mention we have one customer who is not a design agency. You know, we had a relationship with them before this company launched and they said, will we look after them? Which we have done, but that's because they knew exactly what they wanted and they've then hired all the different teams and freelancers to do the different elements. And that worked really, really well. So the way they've done it is a great idea. They started off knowing exactly what they want and then finding the people with the relevant expertise. So we are their WordPress experts, but we're not delivering them a site without their own internal designer, you know, their own design agency working with us as well. So that's the only way, I guess, with, in answer to your other question, that a company yeah. might be able to get at us if they already have a design agency or team in place that would be working with us as well. So, yeah. But yeah, because you can find freelancers or outsourcers everywhere, but if you don't hire you, then you're probably not going to know what you want. <laughs> no, it's true. It's a really key piece, I think, of marketing and online marketing, even business. It's like clarity yeah. creates power, confusion, you know, it's chaos, and you can't create what you want with her. I remember I've tried to, back in the day, I've tried to create the web designer. Mm -hmm. See, people think a web designer means a designer and coder. And I'm like, noob. It's like one or the other. They're coders or they're designers. You know what yep. I mean? And I think it's a really key piece. People like collapse that. They think, well, if you can design and can build, I'm like, think, I always say, think of real estate. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have the architect and then you have the builder. The architect designs it, gives it to the builder. And the builder goes, gives Sorry. it to the general contractor, and the general contractor gives it to all the other people that are building it all day. You know what I mean? You have somebody you who just doesn't want to live plumbing. in it if the architect built it, would you? No, exactly. And sometimes the builder What's goes, hey, architect, I know you want that crap, but that shit ain't going to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or that ain't going to work, dude. Well, we yeah. want to have the skylight. You're like, yeah, no. Let me explain to you why. You know, yeah. so I think that in the outsourcing and agency world and the website world, it can get confusing for speakers, authors, and coaches, and also online marketers. I think that's why nowadays there's so many different products out there, click funnels, lead pages that are what I call done for you because they just want to have this kind of click, click, click. And all of a sudden you have a site up and running. The challenge with that is that it's on their servers. It's not on your server. You're really not in control of that content. And I'm a huge component of building something on your own land. You know, build it on your own land from scratch and owning that land and not just giving that over to an agency 100%, but 
give it over and let them build it and then be able to own it. You know, I think that's a really key piece of entrepreneurship. Personally, you want to be able to understand your site and understand your business. And nowadays with so much of businesses being online, I come across entrepreneurs all the time. Like they don't even know how to log into their WordPress site. I'm like, come on. You know what I mean? Was also me logged in to the WP admin. Can you not even see what's going on? I mean, you have to be able to own your business. And so I just think that's a really important piece. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm old school, my old school. No, you're on the flip side. Those services are a great stepping stone. If you need to validate something, go ahead and validate it with a service that exists. But the minute you know you're onto a winner, yes, bring things in house, own your own stuff. Because if something goes down, you're screwed. Yeah, you really are screwed. You're going to build it yourself anyway. And it's happened to me before, you know. So I do use some of these tools for very specific things. But if anything is business critical, I will bring it in house. Yeah, I bring it in house, have it on my own VPS server. And I mean, own that. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like my business. I started on. What I saw at HostGator, it was like $19 a month. But as you get bigger, you really realize you got to have a real server. You got to have real stuff. Yes. You have to explain that to people. And a lot of people a lot just lot have more this. more money on hosting than I used to. Oh, I know. I spent a lot of money on hosting. I was like, oh, $1.99 a month. This is amazing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's terrible. I hate this so much right now. <laughs> I think people, what they do with entrepreneurship, they have this idea that they want all the technology piece. They don't want to handle it. They want to have some other person deal with that. And yep. I think that you can work with companies like yourself that are professionals, but then you have to allow them to teach you how to manage it. You know what I mean? You got to manage the machine and understand the machine. I think it's Jack Walsh. I think it's him. He was over Ford. I could be wrong, but I just remember a story about how he would leave his office and he would go into the trenches of actually where the machines were and where the workers were. And that's kind of what I feel like. People want to be in this high horse, the CEO, and they don't want to actually understand what's happening with their website. They don't really want to know what's going on. They just want to know it's working, it's producing for them, but they don't really want to know what's happening. And they want to deal with a different nitty gritty with that, you know? And I think that's a big mistake, I'm going to call it. So thank you for being on here. So how can people find you even if they can't hire you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, do find me because I run the WP Innovator podcast mm. as well. That was my way of standing out from other agencies or from other developers to create some valuable free resource that people can download. So if you head on over to LeeJacksonDev.com, there is a podcast on there which is focused at agencies building their web businesses, but the content in there is Super cool for anyone to listen to as well, because we have good guests. Yes, I was a guest. Heather Havenwood, (laughs) episode 26, I believe it was, which was phenomenal. So you do need to go and listen to that. So head on over to LeeJacksonDev.com. There's a podcast on there. Do feel free to contact me if you have WordPress questions. I don't mind. I like to help people because I really do believe in the good old BNI philosophy of giver's gain. So I will happily answer some WordPress questions and help people out for free. Just if you send me your problems, let me know. I'll point you in the right direction or I might even give you the answer. It's cool. I like to meet new people and let's just have a natter. So just head on over there. All my socials, all of that sort of stuff is on there as well. I'm on Facebook. You can add me as a friend. I'm not one of those people who cares about who adds me as a friend. I like to make new friends and Twitter. Tweet at me. I live on that place. So say Lee the Jackson web dev is the Twitter. Lee Jackson Dev. It's LeeJacksonDev.com, correct? That's right. Dev not for devil, but for developer. <laughs> not for devil. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to question that actually. <laughs> You're a lot of fun. You're amazing. And Lee is, you know, you really are amazing. And you also know what the hell you're doing, which is kind of fun in this business because it's hard to come across people that know what the hell they're doing. No. No, you're saying all right? the right things. I know I do, right? Order. Order. Uh, Get your phone out of there. Order. Okay. Thank you so much, Lee, for being on The Win. 
And this is all about winning in life and winning in business and everything else. And anything last you want to say before you head on out? Any last words? What? This sounds so ominous. Any last words? Any last words before you die? Well, tell my wife I love her very much. (laughs) And no last words. I'd say one last parting piece of guidance that rules my life. That is sell every day. Amen. Sell every day. One little piece of sales activity per day. You know, it's Uh, interesting that a developer said that. That's I, pretty I knew someone cool. said it. I just heard it once and I was like, that is my mantra for the rest of my life. Sell every day. That's yeah. so true. People ask me all the time, do you have a business plan? I'm like, no, I just sell stuff. Every, I don't think day. I have a business. I just sell stuff. Thank you for that advice. That's I it. completely agree. And thank you everyone for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text SEXY to PLUS ONE THREE TWO THREE FOUR FIVE SEVEN DOUBLE TWO DOUBLE EIGHT. Text SEXY to PLUS ONE THREE TWO THREE FOUR FIVE SEVEN DOUBLE TWO DOUBLE EIGHT. Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments, interview requests. Email media at sexybossinc.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 512-677-4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. Heatherhavenwood.com. Sexybossinc.com. E2Lab.com DatingTriggers.com This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.